You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, and I am so thrilled to bring today's guest to you guys. I am chatting with Summer Burnley. She is a business strategist, an attorney, and the owner of Burnley Law. She has a virtual boutique law firm specializing in business and trademark law. Her law firm is progressively a progressive law practice that has abandoned the traditional ways of doing law, and she has purposely chosen to forego a brick and mortar and has ditched the, the, the billable hours and has said goodbye to the ultra conservative legal uniform, which I am so thrilled to hear. She is humbled to be a part of the elite group of less than 1.7% of Black attorneys who practice intellectual property law. And her background is managing and strategizing with high-end multi six and seven figure business owners to grow their businesses. Summer, I am so excited to have you here today. How are you? Hi, thank you so much, Darlena. I'm really excited to be here to chat with you and the audience. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I had to have you on the show. Obviously, this is going to be such a fun conversation because you are amazing just in general, but everybody's always so curious when it comes to like law and like how to run their online businesses. And I love that you strictly kind of like said goodbye to the brick and mortar piece and you brought your business completely online and you're able to help support people in so many different ways now than you probably would have been had you just had that that storefront um, at home. So um, I'm excited to like hear a little bit about your journey and just kind of dive into all that. But before we get started, Let's just check in. How are we doing today? How are you feeling? You know, I am um, speaking. I'm, I will tell you, I am on a little bit of a high as um, we launched the Lurk Lounge, as you know, today. And so that has been very uh, exciting and like interesting on pins and needles you'll laugh at me but like every two hours I'm many people have listened already how many people have played you know like an episode so um I'm really excited about that but I'm just really excited to be here and ready to gyms with um everyone and excited to dive into the yeah let's definitely make a quick plug so Summer's talking about her brand new podcast which was released today which we are recording in the beginning of January um, so definitely after you listen to this episode and you fall in love with summer, you're going to have to go find her podcast as well and take a listen and just dive into her amazing content, which I haven't had a chance to listen yeah. to. I'm one of those people that have not hit the button yet to listen. So I'll do that afterwards today. <laughs> uh, hey, 
Hey, it's okay. It's been less than 24 hours. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> but I'm glad that you brought that up because I remember um, about a year ago right now is when I started the pre preparing for the Attract and Stand Out podcast. And I remember the excitement and that journey of putting everything together and like seeing um, this beautiful creation that I had envisioned of what these conversations would look like. And we're on season two now, and it's been so fun to like bring Yay. conversations to the table that people weren't able to have before. And just to hear like the yeah. stories and the journeys of people and how they started their business and what they've gone through. Like when I get emails from people that have heard episodes or like the energy that people have after they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could do it. And I listened to this podcast and I heard this story and how um, so-and-so started their business and did this and like all the impact it's been able to make. And it's given people like the hope and the determination to keep going and keep doing the thing, even on the days that things feel hard. Like we all have hard yeah. days, but it's what we learn during that process that helps us move forward. I know that's been the case for me and uh, maybe for you too, but like every time I fail, I don't think of it as a failure. I think of, oh my gosh, like it didn't work how I thought it was going to, but I've learned so much during that process that now I'm like, oh I yeah, have that too. And then it works the next time or maybe the time after that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I always like to think, especially in business, nothing a failure like yeah it didn't work but it's like what did you learn from it not working how are you going to adjust how are you going to how are you going to change because when when it comes to I mean my business I can just speak for myself and say I don't really give myself the option for it not to work so it's like okay this was not the right mode or the right method the right way to launch let's try this again. What didn't work? Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the content. Let's look at our marketing. You know, where, what, what were we missing? Where did we miss the mark? And, um, I, I, I kind of take, you know, responsibility for that. And it's like, okay, well we go on to plan B and we pivot and we do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wrote an article recently that said that I had no plan B and that was because like my business is my baby. Like I love my business yeah. that I do. There's no other option here. Like I'm going to keep getting back up and standing on my two feet and move forward however I need to and pivot and switch things up and try again. And some days it feels like it's like impossible and it's, I'm never going to get where I'm trying to go. And then other days I'm like, holy crap. When I look back, I'm like, I've come so far. Like I've, I know personally, like as a business owner, the Darlene in 2007, who started her business coaching practice versus the Darlene you get today. Like she's a totally different person. Like I almost don't recognize different her. person, <laughs> but it's because yeah. up and I kept getting knocked down and I kept, you know, doing the work and step-by-step step, day by day of doing those things. And isn't that like part of the beauty of the process, being able to adjust and being able to change and then, you know, being excited, knowing, okay, you're changing for the better, right? Because as you grow, as you evolve, as you change, not only does your business change, but you are also being able to take all that great and, you know, offer it to, to your audience, offer it to, to your clients and help them grow and expand as well. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing because it doesn't really stop with us. It, it, it expands and it has a, has a ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it continues going forward from there and yeah. learn, it adds a whole new ripple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I would love to hear just a little, like, 
give us a, a peek into like the early summer. Like, how did you start your business? Like, how did you, how did you get to where you are today? Like share some of that story with us of how you got here. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So how do I make this long story short? Um, okay. So I've, I, I've known since I was in the seventh grade that I wanted to be an attorney. And so I, I basically, you know, made sure that every decision that I was making was going to um, get me to law school, right? So that I could, I could graduate. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, like I say, this was like in seventh grade and it stemmed from a conversation I had with Mr. Hill, my uh, history teacher. And it was something along lines, like, I've always been like inquisitive and like anally inquisitive. Like I was always the kid that was like, but why? But why? But why? <laughs> you know, I think he kind of got like a little ticked at me, like looking back and he's like, well, if you're going to change it, then, you know, you're, you're going to have to go to law school and become a lawyer or whatever. And I was like, fine, I will, you know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and so after, after law school, I knew I wanted to start a, start my own law firm and I knew I wanted to hang my own shingle. That's what it's called. You know, when you, when you go out on your own in the law field and they frowned upon to do a straight out of law school. Right. And I, I knew I wanted to get some more experience from a business perspective because I knew I wanted to be helping entrepreneurs and small businesses, but I'm like, Sally man, going to give me no more money. So <laughs> be the next option. So I intentionally like sought out um, other small business owners and like entrepreneurs who were in that beginning and launch stage of their business. And I ended up with my old employer who I was with for about five years and literally like just worked my way, um, you know, through the ranks. And that's where I got a lot of my business expertise and, you know, like business skill. And it's, it, what's interesting is I would always talk about when you go back to school and he'd be like, no, you're in my school. You're in the school of blank. And he would say whatever his, you know, his last name is. And, um, he was so right. He was so right. And, um, after two years of being there, he took me to dinner one night and basically was like, you know, I'm going to hand you the, the keys to this company. And so learn on my own what to do. And I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, I, I had a unique set of skills, you know, that was um, lended to the growth and expansion of these uh, high end six and seven figure businesses that he was running. And so it got to a point where I was like, all right, I told, I told myself I would give myself five years and true to my word, when that five year came, I wasn't thinking about it being five year, but I'm a Christian. I just kept getting all these, these signs and feels like it's time for you to leave. And so I did, but because of my position, I was working like 80 plus hours a week. And so I knew that if I was going to leave to start my law firm, that I had to choose myself in the firm instead of choosing the business because there was no way working, you know, 78 a week that I was going to be able to put in the time to actually grow and nurture um, the law firm. And so I uh, left in, in August um, from, from that company. And then all that time in between, I building my firm 
And I hadn't launched yet, but I was getting everything, getting my systems and processes together, you know, making sure, you know, my content was together, making sure my story and my message and who I wanted to, to work with was very clear. And I was very intentional of when I started, I wanted to start a certain way. So I knew I wanted to run a virtual law practice. Um, I didn't want to start off limited in who I could help. I knew I wanted to do certain types of law. I knew I wanted to help small businesses and entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, just to be honest, in my true anal nature, it was like, okay, I can't start this like any old kind of way. Like, if it's going to be attached to me, like, I got to do it right, you know? Um, and so literally, that's that's how I started. And that's what I did. And I worked those 80 hours into getting my law firm ready to launch from that August to January. And in January, we launched and been a roller coaster, like a beautiful, crazy roller coaster of a year. It really has. Yeah. So was this January of last year then? Of 2021? Yes, January of last year. Yeah, I launched January 6, 2020, right before the worldwide pandemic. <laughs> And thankfully was, was blessed to be able to expand and, um, you know, still grow and help entrepreneurs also grow and expand during that time as well. Yeah. It, it was like you were meant to be during that, during that part, right? Where you were able to support other people through their process. Yeah. Well. Like everything Definitely. was for that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's funny is because, you know, as, as, far as the legal profession goes, virtual practices are still very new, like past 10 years or so. Yeah. I, you know, when I was speaking to my mentors about, I'm going to do this virtual thing, it was like, oh no, yeah. do that. That's like suicide, professional suicide. Well, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I can listen to what they're trying to tell me, or I can go with my gut and what it is that I want to do. And I'm like, it's my business, so I'm going to do what it is that I want to do. And it's just interesting the way, you know, things happen in the world works because, you know, a few months later, they were calling me like, hey, so what kind of systems and stuff were you doing? Can you like come in and talk to us like a little bit about like how we like navigate this online space and is this going to affect the business, you know, like in those types of things. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, now you want to be in the online space, huh? Can't have anybody come to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Because most people, like when I started my business back in 2007, it was completely on the ground. I was networking. I had an office space. I was doing everything like a brick and mortar type of business. Basically. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until we moved from Las Vegas to California and my youngest was six months old at the time that I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to continue that process of networking, yeah. going out into the field every single day with a six month old in a brand new state. And a, I, I knew like one family here and I was like, I don't want to put my son in, pre, in preschool or different things like that. And I had to get real creative and I was like, wait a minute, I can do this online. I was like, I know you can do this online. And so I started doing the research of what that would look like. And thank God I did that six years ago, five and a half years ago, I guess, because it was so nice. Like when COVID hit, so many people were like, all yeah. right, Colleen, like you have an online business. How do you do it? Like, how do you market? How do you find clients? Like, what do you do? How do you do all these things? And I was able to support so many people, um, clients and just friends and people that would come to me and, and just were like, 
like waving their flag, like help, like I'm over here. Yeah. COVID changed so much for them. And I was so glad that I already had that online business so that I could, I didn't have to pivot. I didn't have to like change. Yeah. Everything. I was able to step in and kind of support in that way. Yeah. But for people like who had to make that transition, it's a complete like model business model change. It's not like, you know, one or two things like, oh, you just set up boom and then talk to you. Like, no, you have to completely shift like several components of your business model for it to continue to work effectively. And I don't know you, but I know even a couple of the people that I was helping, it was like, they were trying to botch the process because, oh, this pandemic thing's not going to last long, right? It's just a a little virus, you know, not that many people are sick. And it's like, you know, you can try to half step this process want, you know, but you're not really setting yourself up for success or to scale because we don't know how long this thing is going to last, right? And look, here we are, 2021, and we're still in the middle of, of a pandemic. Now, I, I know you're in um, California, but I, I'm in Florida and it's like, it, it's like what pandemic, right? We're like wide open, you know, but which not all places are like that. Which is crazy. Cause like nothing's open here. I'm like, I would. it's so that. crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. I go nowhere. I trust no one. I'm like, <laughs> no, like staying in, staying in, staying in my bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely stay in your bubble, but it's true. Like so many people have really figured out they have to embrace the fact that they need to be able to run their business online for the unforeseeable future. Yeah. Like, even when things do, like once people get, um, what's it called? Like the, the vaccination and things are, you know, hopefully improving from that point. Like there's still this year of time, people are not going to forget really quickly. Like a lot of people maybe go back to normal, but what does normal look like now? Like so much has yeah. during the past year between the virus and um, just our world. Like it's, yeah, we have to consider like all the different pieces that have, that have happened and what that's going to look like too. So it's good to embrace it because a lot of people are going to love this lifestyle too. Like they're not going to want to go back to having a store. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure out like, I can work from home. I can work from a vacation rental I can yeah not that I lead like a life a a laptop lifestyle but I can if I wanted to I guess right like yep it's nice and have less overhead yeah and the overhead is amazing like not having to pay rent I um I have a co-working space that I go to when I need to meet with people or if I want to get out of the house a little bit here and there but not having that big overhead is huge yeah it really is it it is and you know, one of the things that um, I always found interesting. So, as you mentioned, like in my bio, in my in my practice, I I combine both skill set: the strategic business side for 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 growth and having a solid business foundation, also with the the legal knowledge and the legal guidance of how to like own and protect your brand as well. Because for a successful business, you need both, right? And I find that a lot of clients, when they to me, um, they're good at whatever it is their their services, or you know they've um, got a really good product, you know that they're selling or putting out in the world, but they really have no idea how to run and operate and manage yeah. a business, 
right? Um, which is, you know, not anything to, you know, like talk bad about them. You know what you don't know. Everybody has a special, unique skill set for a reason, you know? Um, but one of the questions that I would get from several clients during the pandemic was like, you know, how, how did you become so good at this? Like, how, how did you learn how to, you know, hit, hit these kind of pivots, you know, and, and be successful at them? It's funny because speaking about, you know, like how I got here, I always kind of joke and I'm like, I've been pivoting for the past five years. Like that's, that's all you do. And like, even in a, an actual business, your, your business is one big pivot pandemic or not. And so in uh, the company that I was working for before, you know, especially when you are managing and overseeing an entity, you know, you, you have this CEO hat where you know all of the various roles and you are pivoting in each of those roles and having them play off each other at various times um you know th throughout throughout the business journey right yeah. and so it's like you you have to be good at pivoting and learning and knowing when to pivot and that's something um and a skill set in itself that a lot of entrepreneurs don't necessarily have just because they haven't had to use it. They haven't had to, you know, you know, stretch um, that 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 skill set or that side of their brain before because they haven't been in a situation like that. But knowing when to do that and embracing it is a very important uh, piece to the success of business. Yeah, and when you mentioned that, like like we know most people that come to us, like they know their field, like they're really good at whatever it is they do, whether it's because they've learned it in a past career and now they're starting their own business. Um, but it's, they don't always know like the business piece to it. Kind of like what you had shared. Mm -hmm. like you knew you wanted to be an attorney. You had gone to school for it, but you're like, how do you, what's the business piece to it? Like you found a way for it to learn the business side of it. That's yeah. kind of like where I come in and where you come in. Like that's where you can help people to, to like, okay, you, you, you be really good at what you do. Cause I'm really good at knowing yeah. to help you build an online business. Like that's my skill set. That's my background. That's my education. And that's what I'm good at. You don't have to know how to do this. I'll teach you and I'll show you all the steps to build it out. But people think like, as soon as you come out of school, like nobody prepares you for running a business. Like even the companies no. that teach you how to run a business, they don't really prepare you. They give you a couple tips, a couple tricks. Like most people are just really good at whatever they do and they're trying to figure out the business side of it. And so it's so important to yes. have partners that you can partner up with and get a coach or get a mentor, or get some kind of support system in place so that you can move forward and not feel like, okay, like I'm really good at doing hair, but I don't know how to like mm -hmm. run business piece or like, where do I get clients at? They don't teach you that. So yeah, people with those pieces is so important. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think that, you know, says a lot too about why the trade in those first three years is what it is, right? And yeah. it's because people have that knowledge and that skill set. They really just focus on their service or their product um, because you think that's the golden ticket, right? Until you realize there's all these things that kind of come along with being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. It's like you had said before, like where you hung your shingle. It's like you expect to hang your shingle up and you're like, okay, here I am. I'm ready. Yeah. Come like, to me. Where are the, rest <laughs> of the people? Like, where are the people that are going to walk into my business or find my website um, in the online space? Like, you have to create marketing strategies to get those people there. But 
you almost come out of, I think every industry, like no matter what schooling you've done, you're like, all right, I, I got my degree. Like I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And you have like, it's almost like you're surprised. I know I was, yeah. like, oh, it's going to be so easy to get clients. I'm a business coach. Like, yeah, I went to school and I'm trained for this and I have all this information in my brain. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, crap, where are the people at that are going to hire me? Like I had to really go out there and work for it. And it was hard. Yeah. Those first two years, like I learned so much about myself in those two years from Mm. like how to stop pretending to be somebody that I wasn't like trying to do. Oh, that's a big one. Like I, I always joke, like I was wearing, um, that I felt like I was wearing my mom's clothes and I was playing dress up in her closet because I was wearing business suits and I was trying to see what other business coaches were doing and I was like oh they wear a business suit and they carry like that leather bound little like notebook thing to their appointments and like sometimes they have a briefcase and I was like so I need to do those things too and I'm like this is not me like I do not feel comfortable like I wasn't yeah. with myself it was like I was wearing a mask the whole time and I was not people didn't get to know who Darlene was because I was too busy trying to like make that facade of like who I thought they wanted me to be. And when I realized that I could show up wearing a cute dress and I could actually like build connection and like show my personality and just be myself, like that's going to attract people. And it's going to push away people that are not my, my dream clients too. Right. Like not everyone likes me. I'm okay with that totally fine like we all have like the people that we attract in and the people that yeah are us. and the more that we can be ourselves and the more that we authentically just show up and connect with people that's when my business started to change was when I was just being me and stop trying to be all these other people and I was like oh that's what their success looks like so I should emulate that too and I'm like oh no, yeah it's not working at all like I'm not connecting yeah <laughs> You know, what's so interesting because, so when I started, I've always been, even as a little girl, like a person who was like very sure of myself and like who I was and, um, like very self-aware. And so I knew when I started my practice, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Virtually. I ain't going to have some fancy, you know, high rise office. And sometimes I might say stuff like I ain't. And I, I'm still a fantastic lawyer, you know, don't worry. I won't write that up, you know, when you're like office action letter, <laughs> like, you know, but it's like, I'm not going to show up in some like fancy buttoned up suit to, you know, like our, our, our meetings and our appointments. Like that's just who I am. And I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put on a facade like that where I really struggled was okay. I want to add this new area of practice into my business. And I was really concerned about what other attorneys would say about me adding this, this new practice in without having this before. And so I found myself being very cautious and all of a sudden caring about you know, what are my peers going to think? And, you know, what are they going to say? Like all this kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I let that go. And it was, I, I knew, I'd known that this is like one of the practice areas that I, I was really passionate about and really wanted to do and was, was really playing it small in that area by not giving myself the opportunity to just do it. And so you talk about like attracting and standing out. It wasn't until I verbally was just kind of like F it. Like, nope, I I have been studying this. I've had mentors, you know, who've like helped me in this. 
I have the knowledge, I've been doing all the research and stuff myself, I can successfully and effectively help clients in this area, you know? And it wasn't until I was like, all right, guess what? New practice area, this is what I'm doing. Come check your girl out. That it was like, okay, now like the abundance of, you know, like business walls have opened. And I think part of it is one, just being open and accepting, um, you know, that, that abundance, but also being able to feel the, the genuineness of like, oh, this is her jam. Like, this is what she does, you know? And so being able to attract those people and being okay with the fact that, you know, if you want a buttoned up attorney, you're probably not going to come to me and that's okay because I'm not going to be what you want and we're, we're not going to really vibe that well, you know? And there's a button and so, there that they can go to. <laughs> it is, it is. And there's plenty enough work out here for us all, right? Like I, I do believe that there is a shortage um, of, of legal work <laughs> at all, you know, attorney. And there are a lot of us out there. Right. But I, I, I just don't believe in that. Um, and I, I do believe in, you know, the, the laws of attraction and speaking out and calling those clients and only working with those people who I feel like bring me joy and who I have a good energy exchange with. And, you know, I, I heard, um, someone else say this in a podcast and I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm so taking that. But it was like, if there's no energy exchange, there's no money exchange. Like, sorry, I have to, I'm going to tell you no. Like, I'm, and you know, I think that was another thing for me in my, um, you know, that I intentionally, I intentionally set out to do a little differently, you know, especially as an attorney, when you're first starting, it's like, oh, it's going to be hard, just like any business work's going to be scarce, take whatever comes through the door. And I intentionally was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. You start off doing that now. And then when do you stop? Like yeah. off thinking, you know, you, you know, you're never going to get your ideal client. You're never going, you know, to, to have the client you work with, then that's always going to be the case. So I was very intentional about, um, who I chose to work with, whose, whose money I chose to, to accept because yes, you could pay me to do a service for you, but if we're not enjoy working together, why not give, give your money to who, you know, you're going to be excited to get on the phone with every day. <laughs> you, you get to choose oh. where you put your money. So absolutely. Like, you do. You do. For people that light you up and make you excited just as much as like you as the attorney want to work with clients that light you up and excite you. Like you shouldn't have to like work with people that don't have the same values, don't have the same like beliefs and like feelings. And like, there's so many pieces that can come into that. And then you get, into it is. and you're like, why am I working with this person? They're exhausting. They're draining me. They're pushing all my buttons. And then it goes back to like, why am like in my business, I talk a lot about like making sure that you're attracting those right people. Like, yeah. Like share your values. Talk about like, what's important to you. Take a stand for something. Like what, what, how do you want to make an impact in the world? Like what things do you yeah. do? And that way people can like, you're going to pull the same people that have those same feelings versus working with somebody where you, you hate showing up and working with them and they, they say stuff and you're like oh my gosh like, I can't believe I'm working with this person like they're like, yeah they're differently than me and then it makes you like uncomfortable and then you have to get in a situation where you either fire them 
and like in that relationship or you're miserable the whole time you're working with them. And nobody wants to be miserable working with somebody else. Let's just, let's just be honest and put that out on the table. Right. It's especially like as entrepreneurs, you know, none of us took on this entrepreneurial journey, like because to be miserable, like most of us were leaving miserable situations. (laughs) We left corporate America or whatever it was that we did before and maybe we love like what we did, but maybe we didn't love the politics that came with it. Correct. The inner um, gossip and like all the negative things that can come out of those envi- environments. Yes. Like how we're treated and respected. So as entrepreneurs, we should for sure take the time to like attract the right people because there's no reason to work with somebody who you're like, oh my gosh, I can't work with you another day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what I find is and this has only happened a couple of times um where I've actually had to like turn down a client and say like no I can refer you to someone else but like I won't be able to help you but it's like they love me I'm like the best person for them oh my gosh so amazing so excited to work with me you know and I'm thinking to myself like because of something that has transpired during the conversation and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go well. This is not going to end well. <laughs> you know, and it's almost like, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> that, that line works whether you're dating somebody or in your business there, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, and so it's like, I, but you know, I will say, and uh, the, the couple times that it's happened, it's made me revisit my copy every time because I think to myself like, okay, what did they like, what connected with them? What did they read that led them to believe that like we would be a good match, you know? And sometimes it, I have found, sometimes it's not necessarily like, um, like my copy has been okay. It's like, okay, they had most of the qualities, just these couple where it was like, oh, this is going to to work out and if I'm just being honest the couple times that it has not worked out where it was like oh chauvinistic like you know trying to be my client it's like you're no we're, we're not doing that over here I'm sorry like yeah not on my watch you know but that was also something and I have male clients who don't get me wrong but that was like something that led me to be more upfront in my copy and saying like, hey, I am here to, to really help like entrepreneur. Like, yes, their allies are welcome to, hey, this is really who I am, I am looking to um, connect with and who I am passionate about, about helping. And I even like, I've had a couple of my male clients every time where they'll email or like DM me before their clients are like, Hey, so do you really only help women? You know? And I'm like, okay, now I have to give the spiel about, you know, (laughs) but the interesting part is I also see that as an opportunity because I'm like, okay, this person may need to have a deeper conversation for their business about copy and, you know, ideal clients type of thing. 
And it's a typically a situation where I'm going to do my research. I'm like, yeah, we have room for improvement in this area. So now I'm talking to you about these legal services that you need, but we're also going to talk about the, the business foundations and operations and all these other various ways where you can improve um, as well. So it's been like, it's worked to my benefit, yeah. right? To, for, to, to have them ask those, those types of questions. Uh, yeah, because I have found is ever since I changed and became forthright in saying that the male clients that I have had are very much like allies and supporters of, of women, women in business and women owning business, as opposed to the others who, um, you know, were, I, I won't even go down, down that road, but you can just imagine how some of the conversation, um, you know, when it was almost like they were my boss. Yeah. you know, me about like my business and tell me what we're going to do. And, you know, it's like, eh, They're like eh, maybe not. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> no. It's, it's something to be aware of though, right? Like we get to choose yeah. how we want to show up and who we want to work with. And I love that, like, you almost give an opportunity where you get to have the conversation and you get to make that choice when your customers come to you. Like, yes, I want to work with you or no, actually, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Like, cause you can see those flags so quickly. So yeah. Tell me a little bit about like, what have been some of your biggest successes? Like what are some of your like most proud moments since you started your business? Um, okay. So one of my proudest moments, um, and it goes back to the one I was just discussing where I was basically like, no, I'm going to add in this service. And like within days I was booked out for like two weeks and, um, truly just made me realize had I paid attention and been obedient to the signs before I could have been so much further along probably, you know, by now in, in the business, you know, um, uh, but that was, a, a, an awesome moment for me because that was where I truly learned that I can be my, 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 my 100% authentic self and those people will come to me and it won't be just one or two. They will appreciate me being who I am and, you know, be comfortable looking for me, you know, uh, and working with me. And, you know, just, I would say another, a moment for me would be not necessarily one specific moment, but those moments when my clients start to learn to fly on their own, when they start to become very comfortable making those CEO decisions in their business for themselves. Like it starts off, you know, with you wanting to check with me for every single little thing that you're doing, but I try to make sure like I'll empower them to be able to make those decisions. So being able to see that as, you know, uh, an, an awesome and proud moment for me, it's like a proud parent, you know? Um, and then just to have clients who, um, affirm, what it is that I'm doing, because it reminds me that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that as long as I'm rooted in, in my passion and my beliefs and stay true to my values and who I am, that, um, you know, I'll continue to have the impact that I'm having and I'll continue to. So I would say for me, those are some of the most um, proud moments that, that I've had. 
What do you feel has been like the biggest thing for you to overcome as you've grown your business? Um, the biggest thing for me to overcome being a black woman who's in the legal field, especially practicing um, intellectual property. I, the last stats that I looked at, there are like 1.7% of black attorneys who practice intellectual property. And of course, that percentage is much less for black women. And so I 100% believe that representation matters, but being in a, in a field in an industry and in a niche where you don't necessarily see people who um, look like you, if you are not really strong in, in who you are and what you do and why you're doing it, you know, it would be really easy to fall into that whole like imposter syndrome, um, you know, mindset. And there have been times where, you know, I've myself because I can see other people and it's like, especially with ground, you know, like, well, I should be here or um, why, why haven't I done X, Y, and Z, you know? And I just have to like, okay, Summer, this is, that's not your fight. That's not your race. Like stay in your lane, <laughs> you know, focus what you're supposed to focus on. And then I just have to like get myself together really quick. And then we, we just continue to go on. Like, and I, I guess that's part of um, also just how I operate in business as well. It's like, yeah, those days come, but like, I don't have, I literally don't have time to allow myself to wallow in them because the more I wallow, I'm impacting, the less client work, you know, that I'm doing, like I'm holding my clients back, you know, um, now don't get me wrong if it's valid. Like, yeah, there are days where you, you need self-care, you need to take care of yourself, but you know, like on those days where I'm just kind of like, woe is me, you know, and I'm like, all right, girl, get out of it. Like <laughs> we got bigger problems in the world. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> Say your prayer. <laughs> yeah. When you, you step up more, right? Because you're like, all right, I have yeah. your impact. And this is why, like, because what the work that you're doing um, is opening doors for other women of color. Yeah. Like they're going to look at you and they're going to say, like I see somebody else who looks like me and I'm able to step forward and do what I, the work that I actually want to do. And they're not going to have that negative um, thought in the back of their mind where like, Oh, I can't do it. Nobody else has done it before. Like you're paving ways and paving paths. And that's such a honorable, like cool thing for people to see is that like, there's, there's a road ahead and they can follow it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. It's, it's amazing that, we live in a times where we're able to see so much change and so much goodness come and see so much opportunity shift and like move forward. Like I'm honored to be in this generation where we're seeing like massive things happen and to support. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really funny because I, I think about, um, and this may sound crazy, but I often think about like, am I, would my ancestors be proud, you know, especially being a black woman and like even my own grandmother and, you know, my grandparents and great grandparents having to um, deal with so much and fight so hard just to, you know, have the, the little that they did, you know, and um, one of my, one of my closest 
um, girlfriends is white. And typically the race would not be important, but we met in law school. And I remember um, she when like, and, and a couple of our first conversations, she asked me some like really random, um, like stereotypical question about black people. And I was like, girl, did you not have like any black friends growing up? <laughs> you know? And she was like, I mean, I went to school with like 2000, like two of them were like people of color. And I actually think they were mixed. And I'm like, so that was a no, right? She's from Colorado. So, um, and we were having a conversation, you know, after all the stuff like at the Capitol went down you know, yeah. and she's like, it's, she was, she was saying, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, um, a few years ago, you and I would, she and I would have been able to like, go to like one of our favorite restaurants or whatever. And I was like, well, you're able to go, but they wouldn't have let me in, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's not a, it's not a laughing matter, yeah. you know, but it's like, we're, we're not, that's, that really was not a go, you know? So, to to feel and see myself being able to make an impact other women other women of color who who are coming behind me that's not something i take lightly yeah you know that's 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 very very important so yeah you mentioned like if your ancestors would be proud of you and obviously i can't speak for them but absolutely, I think they were. I think they are. <laughs> like, I, you know, I think they would too. I'm pretty dope, you know. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're paving ways for so many people going forward. And that's, you can't take that lightly. Like you're changing lives and you're making yeah. And the generations that are going to come talking about ripple effects again, like the ripple effect of the generations to come and like what's going to, what that's going to expand and open up for in so many lives, it's like, a, it's a huge honor to, to witness, so. Um, it is, it is. And you know, the other thing that I think about too is if I'm being honest, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, right? If you are not providing your service or your product for something other than yourself or someone other than yourself, if you are only in this for self, it's going to be real easy for you to give up. It's going to be real easy for you to, to be discouraged. And it's going to be, you know, real easy for you to, to throw in the towel. When you have nothing else kind of pushing you to, to, to keep going, it's like, why, why are you this? You know, if it's for, if it's, if it's only for yourself and you're not happy, then why are you doing it? No, absolutely. I always say that like what I'm creating now is going to impact like my family's legacy and it's going to bring more good to the world because we're making changes. Like we're making, we're doing the work yeah. now that prior, like our ancestors or prior generations, like they, they weren't willing to put the work in. They weren't willing to make change and they weren't, they were like wearing blinders and living in their own little bubbles and I know for myself, yeah. like, I grew up in Las Vegas and I, luckily I did grow up in a very diverse city. Like Vegas does have a lot of diversity to it. And it wasn't until, um, 
like even when I moved to California, like how much how much I realized I was lucky how I grew up that I got to see so much different sides of people and be around mm-hmm. a lot of different groups of people. And I had friends from different um, cultures and backgrounds and colors and all of those things. And I'm like, yeah. that's so important to me today to make sure that my kids are very aware and that they step forward and they like watch what's happening around them and they step in and take action and make be a part of the solution and not just sit back and stay quiet and stay still. Yeah, so, yeah. So That's yeah, beautiful. ancestors are super happy. Our, our legacy in the future, they're gonna be super happy too. <laughs> yes, yes. Big shout out for legacy because yeah, that's a big one. It is big. Well, I know we've been chatting for a little while and I know we have to kind of wrap things up. Um, I always end my interviews with some rapid fire questions. So I would love right. to dive into that with you and just learn a little bit more about who you are. And um, I think it's more for me than anything else. I'm just, I like to, I like to. Give All right, cool. So my first question for you is, um, what are you binge watching right now? Like, are you watching anything on Netflix or on TV? Like, what is it that you're during all this COVID time? I feel like so many people are like binging something. So what are you binging? (laughs) So the interesting part about that is not a binger at all. I never have been. I am not a big TV person. Um, I have a couple of shows that I love, but I don't binge them. Like my husband has finished seasons without me because we will be like two new seasons and I'm still like three seasons behind. So, um, but I, yeah, it's like, like I, I can watch an hour of TV like a day and like, it's usually with my husband cause he loves TV and that's how he winds down. And then I'm out. Like I, I, I physically cannot take anymore. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But some of my favorite shows, um, when I do watch would be Grey's Anatomy. Um, I've been watching that since the beginning of time. I like a million little things. I like This Is Us. Um, we love the Power series. Um, I love Scandal when that was out, How to Get Away with Murder. Um, Revenge has been gone a long time, but I used to love that show. So yeah. We could watch TV together. Those are definitely shows that I like to watch too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what's on your nightstand? Are you reading anything right now? Um. So I don't have it. I'll show you actually, since we're on YouTube. So it's called My God Today. Awesome. It is 365 for people who might be a little ratchet, but God knows your heart. My best friend actually gave this um, to me and it's by Dr. Lori Elise Kroom, who's actually from uh, Birmingham. She's an obstetrician, but she takes these little snippets and she basically weaves them in Bible verse and gives you like a whole devotion, like from, from that. It's, it's an interesting read. (laughs) I love it. And who would you say has made the biggest impacts in your life? Oh, my mom, my mom, one of the most amazing women that I know. I don't know how she, how she did it all, how she does it all. She is just like, I, I I can't 
explain the amount of respect and love that that I have for her just like as as a woman as a mom as as just just a human on earth just amazing she is she's witty she is beautiful she is funny she is like if if you could just like bottle up the perfect person and like put it in a little five two frame it would be my mom Aww, I so love that like you're giving me all the mom feels <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing every, every um child should speak about their mother like that so beautiful she's wonderful and do you have a morning routine like are you like somebody who has kind of like a few things you like to do each day to set out to get your morning going properly oh yeah so outside of the normal like stuff you do in the bathroom um I typically always would start with one of three drinks are always in rotation it's either a large glass of water um, a, a vanilla matcha latte or a cup of coffee. And then sometimes in the day I will have, um, typically a green, my green smoothie. I put basically the same thing in it every morning. Um, and then I will come to my office and go right to work. Perfect. Get your morning. Simple. <laughs> All right. Two more questions for you. What is your happy spot? Like, where do you like to go to recharge, reset? Or what do you like to do Typically that's with my family. Yeah, because I'm originally from Alabama. I live in Florida now. And my husband is originally from Ohio. So it's just the two of us here. And um, we are both really big family people. And so typically when I'm getting like extremely um, anxious or just stressed, you know, just like in those little like, moods, I'm like, okay, I need like a family charge. Like I need to see and be around like a bunch of people love me and want to love on me and like hug me, you know, give me all the, so yeah, definitely my family. Amazing. And my last question, and I still am asking this question, even with COVID, um, because it's my, I'm like super curious about travel. If I could get you a plane ticket and you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go right now? Rome. Rome. Easy. Rome's one of my favorite travel destinations. Um, I could go every single time I go on vacation. Um, it is something about the beauty, the calm, the old world charm that is in Rome that just makes me feel like at home and at peace. Yeah, I love it. I totally would pack my bag and go with you if we could go right now. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Come on, girl. <laughs> we'll have a girl's trip. <laughs> Summer, yeah. so fun having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me and just share so much of your beautiful story. Um, I know people are curious how they can connect with you. What's the Where do you like to hang out? Social media, websites? Where do you want to send people to check out and learn more about you? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm regularly on Instagram at Burnley Law. That's B-R-N-L-E-Y-L-A-W. Um, and my website is www.burnleylaw.com as well. 
Um, and I got a little freebie on my website too, for people who may be interested. You can also access it from the link in my bio on my Instagram page, but it's a nice little um, entrepreneurial legal cheat sheet. So um, kind of going over some of the legal things if you are kind of like really strapped and wondering what do I need to focus, the, the cheat sheet will give you an idea. Yeah, and so many people are always curious about that. So go download her cheat sheet. Summer's got an amazing one on her website. Um, and we will make sure that the link for that is below in the show notes as well. Um, but thank you, Summer. It's been so fun. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I loved it. Thank you, Darlene. You're so welcome. All right, guys, that's a wrap with this episode. We'll see you guys back again next week. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.